0: To a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimair Baker. We have a treat for you. We ask the question, how do women respond when life or people hurt us? The remainder of this podcast is on this subject. Also, just for our podcast listeners, we are providing an assessment that identifies where you are in dealing with emotional hurt. After you listen, give us a podcast review. Take a picture of it and email it to free at ahealingpeace.com with the subject review. Once we receive your email, we will send you a link for the assessment. Let's get started. Welcome back. If you are joining us for the first time, do not forget Go back and listen to the previous episode where we talked about shutting down. I'm continuing to explore how women respond when people or life experience hurt us. Again, we asked women to answer this question, and we're going to spend time throughout this series to address their responses or our response. The number two answer to how we respond when experiencing hurt Mm-hmm. is self-doubt. What does it mean to possess self-doubt? The short answer is that we lack confidence in the reliability of our motives, personality, thought, and the like. Self-doubt usually occurs in relationships when we tend to take ownership of someone else's perception of us. It may be in the form of conflict, or in the form of another person's influence in our lives. I will tell you about a moment where I developed self-doubt, and and this is just one. There's many throughout my lifetime, but I'm gonna stick to one for time's sake. One experience that I had with dealing with self-doubt actually occurred because of my teacher's influence in my life in high school i had difficulty grasping the concepts of physics it did not make sense to me and during a lab my teacher came over to l- review what i was doing he noticed that uh, uh what are you doing apparently you don't understand what's going on and he he joked about how i didn't understand during his jokes i'll tell you guys i felt even more incompetent he laughed And I struggled with finishing the lab because how he joked. But not only did he joke, but at the end of his statement, he made another statement of, Hey, please do not become an engineer. And you know what? I was really angry with his statements. I thought, man, you're supposed to be a teacher. You should be helping me. Later in life, when I had difficulties in learning something new, I remembered the teacher's comments and reverted to self doubt. I thought I'm not intelligent or good enough. And my self doubt of not being intelligent or good enough became stronger when I moved on as I grew up. It became stronger when I was removed from being a youth minister. I talked about that in the previous episode. But I will tell you that as I experienced both of those situations, one of the things that God continually tried to put in my mind was that, you know what? You still have talents. But even though he would say those things to me, I quickly reverted to the thought process of, I'm a sinner, I'm flawed, and how in the world are you going to use a sinner anyways? Anytime I got something wrong, it fueled that self-doubt. I kept thinking that I didn't have gifts, and I was not able to see myself the way that God saw me. I believed that God did not want to use me. In the previous episode, we also talked about Elijah. During his experience with 1 Kings 1, going to Mount Harem, running from Jezebel, he too had elements of self-doubt. How is that? Well, before he fled, I spoke briefly about how he killed the false prophets. It was a lot of Before killing the false prophets, Elijah pleaded with God and asked God to provide rain despite a severe famine. God listened and demonstrated that he alone is God. After the rain coming down, his next action was to kill 450 Baal prophets. Once again, God revealed that he was alone. God, no one else. When he fled from Jezebel, honestly, he really did forget about what God used him to do. He minimized or or didn't process his victory, not only over Baal, but to see that because of what he prayed, rain came down. He truly undervalued his contribution in proclaiming god's power how did god respond to elijah's self-doubt by meeting him at his hiding place Mm -hmm. i I want to take a moment to highlight how when we're fueled with self-doubt the next response is that we hide out we are not walking in the gifts and talents that god provided we minimize our capabilities and I'm a victim of it throughout my life because of that self doubt. I've minimized the power of God within me. I minimized how I can actually help others. But I want us to see, though, that even though Elijah hid, God revealed that he still had work to do. It was time for him to stop hiding and return to the work of the Lord. Also, Despite not seeing his value, God still used him. I want to stress that even though you don't see your value, God still uses you and he will continue to use you. That's who he is. He is faithful. And just as he remained faithful to Elijah, he remains faithful to us. For a moment, Elijah, he missed that connection with God because on them 40 days, he was just like hurt. He was gone. Like I shared before, it takes time to heal from emotional wounds. But I want you to be encouraged by the fact that God knows that it takes time. But in that time, he is still with you. He still believes in you. He doesn't want you to give up. Okay, I got a little carried away. Let's bring, Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's talk about some of the characteristics that happen with self doubt. Okay, one is you may find it difficult to complete tasks, you may sabotage yourself in thinking you are unable to accomplish the task. For instance, for those who are students, you may think about, okay, I'm gonna fail an exam. I'm not, I'm gonna fail an exam. I'm gonna go fail it. And you're so consumed by that notion of failing that you don't study. And of course, because you didn't study, you actually failed at the exam. In this particular case, it's like you're sabotaging yourself by the way that you think. And this occurs in our relationships with other people. You may interact with others with the level of insecurity to the point that they find it difficult to be around you. You're just all over the place. Here's another one. You may overextend your efforts on a particular goal to make sure that you're successful. You overextend because you don't want to be known as a failure. So you overcompensate for your self-doubt. And this is this comes up all the time when you're around people who are always boasting about their achievements. They're overly compensating. And how about uh, you compare yourself with others? And in the process of comparing yourself with others, you emphasize your lack of confidence in your abilities. Something that Elijah did, he minimized his achievements with God. And and we can do the same thing. We minimize who we are, the things that we're capable of doing. Therefore, you reduce your influence. You stop being a person of influence because you're consumed with the thought that you're not good enough. You, you, you can't achieve anything. Okay, so how does self-doubt works in our walk with God? We may minimize his present lives. We may question his authority and his sovereignty. Uh, sometimes we are unable to, as I said it before, know your talents and your gifts and not be confident that they have a greater good. As I shared in the last episode, We may stop participating in our church community thinking that we don't belong. We may conclude that we do not have anything to offer. And these are all consequences of self-doubt. They are the subsequent actions that occur with self-doubt. And I'll tell you, it plagues us. And it makes us think and believe that God does not have a place. God, in his interaction with Elijah, Push through Elijah's self-doubt by sending him back to do his work. I will say that for myself as well. As time progressed in my life and my journey, God placed me in situations where he reiterated that I was actually really smart and really intelligent, even to the point that despite my physics teacher telling me not to be an engineer, you know what? I became an engineer. How? I became a software engineer. That's what I do in IT. And and throughout all, you know, some of the podcast episodes, you'll hear me talk about my experiences in IT. But in those moments, God was like, hey, I'm trumping your teacher. I'm letting you know that there's more in you than what this one person has seen. And that's what He does. God has a great way. Of wanting to open up our eyes so that we can see who we are in Him and the gifts that He placed within us for yourselves, go back through the things that has kept you from living out your dreams, from being able to take on all of those elements of greatness the greatness that God has placed in you. rethink through. How God has worked in your life despite you thinking that you were not good enough. Despite you lacking confidence. How did he show up in those moments? As I said before, we always want to hear back from you guys. I want to know how are you doing in self-doubt and what has kept you trapped in emotional hurt. Go to ahealingpeace.com. Share your thoughts with us. If you want to know more about healthier ways and how to move beyond self-doubt, please pick up our companion workbook. There are some good journaling, praying lessons in there just to kind of help you move to the next level of gaining your confidence, believing in yourself, and knowing that you are great. This concludes our podcast. Please go to healingpeace.com for the workbook and to leave us feedback, don't forget to write us a podcast review. Send that email to free at ahealingpiece dot com.